Hi, you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. And no, we're not trying to sell you anything. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Brought to you by DrFloyd.com. We begin this episode shortly after an amazing adventure occurred shortly after the last episode, in which Dr. Floyd, his young protege Dr. Grant, and their faithful robot companion Chips found themselves stuck between episodes. Wow, what an amazing adventure. To better listeners will never know what happened between those episodes, or tweenies as I like to call them. Do you suppose we'll have an actual episode this week, Dr. Floyd, or should I brace myself for another tweenie? That all depends on what shenanigans Dr. Steve has conjured up this time. And with that delicate segue, we find the evil Dr. Steve and his sock-shaped assistant Fidget roaring through the time and space stream, conjuring up their next diabolical scheme. Excellent suggestion, Fidget. Let's set a course for Chicago, Illinois, 1907, home of Alva J. Fisher, inventor of the first electric washing machine. Our task shall be twofold. One, to nab the machine that will surely fetch a handsome price on eBay. And two, I've got a hamper that's a little overripe. Meanwhile, back with our trusty heroes... Dr. Floyd, our faithful robot companion Chips has discovered a glitch on the radar scanner. Dr. Grant, that's not the radar scanner. You're looking into the window of our clothes dryer. Oh, that's a relief. For a minute there, I thought my shorts were caught in the Mutara Nebula. Pokey smokes! Chips tells us that Dr. Steve has once again leapt back in time to 1907. We must skedaddle. Can't! We've got another 20 minutes on the dryer. Liberty gibbet! I hate how that appliance always saps all our power. Oh well, I guess we'll have to wait. Move over, Dr. Grant. Let's see if your shorts make it out alive. While our heroes ponder over soggy undergarments, Dr. Steve and Fidget zip to the year 1907 and safely arrive in Chicago, that toddling town. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve, and this is my sock-shaped assistant, Fidget. Uh, who are you? I'm Alva J. Fisher, inventor of the first electric washing machine. That's what I thought. May we come in? Of course. You'll find Thor in the corner. That's what I named the first electric washing machine, you know. And what a handsome devil he is. May we borrow it for a while? Borrow? Aren't you the boys I sent for? Excuse me? The dang blasted thing is on the fritz, so I called for the first electric washing machine repairmen. They were to arrive somewhere between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. Last Wednesday... You're not the fellas. Why, no. Uh, But tell me, why can't you fix the thing yourself? My ruthless competitors bought the rights to the repairman. Curse those chuckleheads at Maytag. Laundry can be such a dirty business. Can you imagine what it's like to deal with an arch nemesis? I have an inkling. Hey, get away from that contraption, young feller. You'll hurt yourself. And what's that? That's a prototype for my next invention. I figured Thor can use a companion, so I'm working on an electric clothes dryer. Perhaps run by quarters. I'll be rich. And little good it'll do you, Mr. Fisher. We've actually come to steal your washing machine. Now step aside! What? How dare you? It's easy when you're diabolical like me and my assistant Fidget. Hey, Fidget? Uh, Fidget? Where are you, Fidget? Fidget, get out of that dryer. We've got shenanigans to do. But Dr. Steve was too late. The moment he swung open the door to the dryer and reached inside, Fidget was nowhere to be found. Say, what happened to your friend? I haven't a clue. For you see, Fidget had slipped into a mysterious vortex and into a parallel universe. I must go after him. Unfortunately, this vortex is for missing socks only. But he's not even a sock. He's sock-shaped. I'm sorry, but I don't make the rules. Let us leave our villain in 1907 for a moment and take a quick peek at this parallel universe where Fidget has just been dropped into a world of socks, socks, and more. More socks. <laughs>
Let us leave this quick peek and take a long gander back in the present. Dr. Floyd, the laundry's done. No time to lose. Quick, to the year 1907. But Dr. Floyd, if we don't fold the clothes right away, they'll get wrinkled. A wrinkle? A wrinkle? A wrinkle in time? <sighs> All right, let's do this thing. Now, let's see. This is my t-shirt, my sock, your sock, my shorts. Uh, whose pair of underoos are these? Uh, never seen those before. Well, they have your name sewn on the label. Dagnabbit, give me my undies. And here's my other sock. Hey, wait a minute. You're missing a sock, Dr. Floyd. Oh, no. That's terrible. Why, these are my lucky pair of socks. I can't invent without them. What good is one sock, Dr. Grant? Calm down, Dr. Floyd. I'm sure they'll turn up somewhere. Indeed it did. For back in the parallel universe, Dr. Floyd's missing lucky sock came crashing down beside Fidget. <laughs> This was more than a coincidence. This was fate. This was kismet. Fidget set his eyes on the newly arrived sock and promptly fell in love. Let us leave all these quick peeks and long glances and head back to 1907 with Dr. Steve and go into a blank stare. I'm sorry, Mr. Fisher. I'll have to put my shenanigans on hold. I feel strangely lost and alone. Is it because you realize you can't live without your friend? Look, don't psychoanalyze me, Buster. I'm sure it was, uh, something I ate. And with one hand in the air and another on his hip, Dr. Steve exits in a delightful shuffle and cartwheels into the hull of his ship. <gasps> Show off. Oh, Fidget, where could you be? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the parallel universe, we find Fidget and Dr. Floyd's lucky sock in a secluded restaurant. A charming, non-smoking hideaway with candlelight, violin music, and a bee rating. Bonjour. Welcome to the laundromat de amour. May I interest you in a house wine? And for the young lady... She don't talk much, do she? Just as Fidget was about to reach over the table and engage in a tender lip lock with his date, a strange figure fell from the sky. Oof! Don your socks. Why, it was Dr. Steve who managed to fool the vortex and slip through dressed as a giant argyle. Fidget, caught you red-handed. And to think I gave you the best years of my life. And at that very moment, a second figure fell from the sky. It was Dr. Floyd and Dr. Grant who obviously had the same idea as they were dressed as a pair of tights, one in each leg. Aha, my lucky sock, at last. Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, we meet again. And under unfortunate circumstances, it seems our significant others are having an affair. Nonsense, Dr. Steve, Dr. Grant, hook me up to the garter and let's get out of here. No, Dr. Floyd, leave them be. They're in love. You keep out of this. Come on, Fidget. No, we married. Don't be a fool. That thing you're with has seen the sweaty underside of my arch. Nemesis, that is. And without my other lucky sock, I'll never be able to invent again. Oh, really? Hmm. On second thought, Fidget, what would you and this lovely sock say to an elopement? As it turns out, I'm an ordained minister. I hereby pronounce you... But before Dr. Steve could tie the knot on the two knits, Dr. Floyd and Dr. Grant slipped back into the vortex with the lucky sock in hand, leaving Fidget with nothing more than a broken heart and the check. <laughs> there, there, Fidget. You'll find another. Besides, you still have me. And for what it's worth, I... I missed you. Come on, let's go back to our dryer at home. I'll treat you to some fabric softener. Okay. And as Dr. Stephen Fitcher exit the parallel universe through the vortex, Dr. Steve paused, looked into the sky, and with a fist raised in the air, said, I'll get you in the next episode, Dr. Floyd. And if not, then perhaps in the next tweenie. Tune in next time for more Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. This episode of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is brought to you by ActionFigureRacks.com. What do you collect? The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.